Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin, Myron Metcalf. Myron in for Joe for these last couple hours. Joe has some television responsibilities. And there is so much talk around what the Bears should do with Justin Fields, whether or not they should draft Caleb Williams and keep Fields. Well, for his part, the old social media changeup for Justin Fields this week. Myron, he stopped following the Bears on Instagram. Oh, no. Oh, no. It must be over. Oh, no. Always a bad sign. Always the end of a relationship in today's society, right? Yeah, basically. Basically, here he is uh, asked about whether or not he wants to stay in Chicago and why he unfollowed the Bears uh, on Instagram. He was on this week on the St. Brown Brothers podcast with Amon Ross St. Brown and Equinemius St. Brown. First of all, uh, addressing why he unfollowed the Bears. Bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like why, why are you unfollowing the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I unfollowed the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with them. That's true. Me? That's true. That's fact. That's fact. But you, you follow yeah, Shiana, right? Hmm? But listen, listen, man, yeah, that's, that's my bro. girlfriend, though. That's different. But I'm saying, like, when you're single, it's you really mess with the girls you don't follow more than the girls you follow. You, you know feel me? Oh, like, so you're yeah, saying you mess with the Bears. You're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them. Man. Ah, like okay, that. okay. It's, it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no football. And guess mm. what? Yeah, go sell that one somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a little thing called mute, Myron. Just mute them. Don't unfollow them. Then nobody notices you unfollowed them, and then you don't have this problem. Yeah, I, I mean, he's talking like he's not the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, and he's talking as if he's surprised that an action like that wouldn't result in people respond. He knows better, but I also understand his frustration. Like, it'd be hard to be Justin Fields kind of in this moment when the whole world knows The Bears are getting ready to move on. I'll be honest with you, Chris, if I can be. I don't think the Caleb Williams-Justin Fields conversation is real. I think it's been fake from the start. And Mm. I think it's all been about driving up Justin Fields' trade value and the Bears trying to get more in return when they inevitably move on from him. No one's sticking with Justin Fields over Caleb Williams. I don't think that's real. And I can understand if you're Justin Fields, maybe also wondering, am I kind of a pawn in all this, are you all kind of just using me, dangling me in front of these teams, knowing you're about to get rid of me, but also trying to make me feel that I have a chance to stay? That wouldn't be a good feeling either. Well, here he is uh, also answering another question about the Bears on whether or not he wants to stay in Chicago. Yeah, of course. Of course I want to stay. To be honest, bro, I'll be trying to like, you know, with all the talk, it's, it's hard to, I 
guess kind of just boom being one place but i can't see myself playing in another place but i know how that league is like eq you was probably the same way before you left green bay but i mean if it was up to me i would want to stay in chicago i love right. the city the city's lit the the fans there they're great mm -hmm. and the people but um it's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever right. happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just want it to be over. Just let me know if I'm getting traded. Yeah. Let me know if I'm staying. It's an act. I think that's fair. And the problem is, though, what he wants is not necessarily going to happen on the time frame that he wants it to happen. Right? He's not going to find out when he wants to. Maybe the Bears turn around and trade him next week, and we all know what they're doing. But my guess would be, that they're going to let this play out for a little bit. Like, Myron, if you're the Bears, why would you not wait until after free agency begins? Because, I mean, it's possible Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent. Um, yeah. You know, when's Russell Wilson getting cut loose? Like, what, what the Bears would want to do before tipping their hand completely would be to eliminate some of the chairs before the music stops. You know, now, I, that yeah, way the, the price gets higher. Well, I think that's what they do. Right? That has to be the smartest approach to this because of what you mentioned. Justin Fields seems to be getting the most attention, but there's a guy right here in Minneapolis who what he decides to do is going to be a big domino piece as well. I mean, Kirk Cousins at his best is an all pro kind of guy. I know he's coming off the Achilles, but that's a big piece. Is there a coach out there, a team out there that thinks they can bring Russell Wilson back? So there are a number of other veteran guys who are going to factor into this. And I think you do wait to see how it all unfolds. And then you move Justin Fields for the best possible return package, probably picks, maybe a, a veteran player, but he's in a tough spot because there is no sense of urgency. If you're the bears, when you have the number one pick and you know, you're going to get your franchise quarterback and Caleb Williams, you're just trying to wait on the best opportunity to move Justin Fields. The best opportunity feels like it's going to be a high second round pick and maybe a third round pick next year, something like that. Like, yeah. if I'm a team like Pittsburgh, if I'm a team like Atlanta, and the price to get up high enough to draft a young guy that I truly think is the answer is astronomical, which it will be for both, then I'm absolutely knocking on this door. Because to me, that is a very minimal investment in what could be a big time return. Uh, the processing of information got better last year. Uh, Justin Fields is capable of making every big throw. I just want to see him in a functional situation. Like, yeah. in, so many times I feel like these guys aren't getting good chances at being great quarterbacks because you get drafted into a situation with a coach who's probably going to get fired the next year. And then you're on to your third offensive coordinator in four years, or you're in three years when you count your uh, college coordinator. Like, you need to be paired with somebody that it's a partnership and it's going to really work to be successful. You can't continue to go through this, and that's what it feels like has happened in Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's been a messy situation. I mean, especially, you know, his first couple of seasons – in the league. I think everybody could see that. Uh, the coaching, drama, whether or not he's being developed properly. But I think last year was a turning point, right? Last year, there were pieces around him. Offensively, he had more weapons, better offensive line, and you saw the progress he made. 
I wonder about Justin Fields. Are we talking about him as a guy we like and we want to see him possibly succeed elsewhere? Because if you see the numbers, he's still a guy who finished at the bottom of the league in most passing categories. And and I don't know how many comparisons there are in NFL history to a guy who was at the bottom of all those statistical categories who suddenly made this great leap. I think Justin Fields can continue to get better. I don't think his ceiling is elite quarterback, though. And if that's not the ceiling, you're you're Chicago. You got to go get Caleb Williams. But if you're going to make a trade for him, I think you also have to put that in perspective. And that's the flip side here. The Bears with Williams, what's clear is that they cannot worry about whoever is coming up to get him and where they're coming from to get him, whether it's two with Washington or whether it's eight or wherever. Whatever they get has to be a boatload if they want to trade him, which I don't believe for a second that they do. I'm with you. I expect them to draft Caleb Williams. And if I'm them, I don't care, Washington, that you're only one pick behind me. That's obviously a massive, massive distance for you if you want this guy. So you are going to overpay. You are going to give me three first-round picks and two second-round picks or whatever it is. You're going to give me more than the Trey Lance deal was a few years ago. Yeah. It'd have to be almost a franchise. One of those those packages where – you can build for years to come, right? Yeah. Uh, enough assets where it can really alter your franchise. Anything beneath that, you're not even picking up the phone. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Boy, is our next guest in for a treat this weekend. And he doesn't even know it yet. With Myron Metcalf, I'm Chris Carlin. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. versus Joe on ESPN Radio. You know, Legs and I are doing Celtics Knicks together a week from Saturday, Joe. Looking forward to that. How about that? Hey, I can't wait, man. I haven't been in the garden like in a couple of years. I'm really looking forward to that environment and looking forward to working with you. So I I can't wait, man. I'm stoked. Well, I think Joe will tell you, this is basically give me the ball and clear out. Yeah. Just a word of advice when you're working with Carlin. I'm, I'm just telling you, you're going to have to fight for your airtime. Yeah, well, you're going to have to fight for it. He pretty much already warned me of that. It's yeah, the Chris Carlin yeah, show. Yeah. And I'm just there. He's going to get wow. here. Yeah. He'll tell you before the broadcast. <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Listen, it's my world. Everybody else is just a squirrel trying to get a nut. <laughs> It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst. We're joking around, but we will have the call Saturday night of Knicks and Celtics at the Garden. Uh, if you wouldn't mind just bringing some heavily salted snack chips for the breaks, that would be great, too. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, definitely. We'll be uh, we'll make sure I've got those readily available for sure. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Let, let's, let's start there with the Celtics, Tim. Both teams are playing tonight uh you know Celtics Bulls Knicks Sixers when you look at the Celtics in the second half what is the biggest question that they need to answer after just frankly a splendid first half of the year I mean there's really not much that they need to to prove at this point like we know what they are this is this is a team that has um on paper, five guys in their starting lineup that is the most complete five players uh, in any starting lineup in the NBA. And because all of those guys play both ends of the floor. Uh, and that's that's what makes them a little bit different. There are no weak links that you're trying to protect defensively for them. And there's nobody offensively that has to, you know, kind of go spot up and stand. Any one of those guys catches the ball, they can do something with it and attack and win the matchup that's in front of them as a scorer or a playmaker. It's just different. You know, I, it, you would think that it would be hard to replace guys like Marcus Smart and Robert Williams and, and not give up anything defensively. Um, and yet they've done that and improved significantly offensively because of what Porzingis brings. And in, in the case um, of Drew Holiday, a better decision maker, I think, than Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart had that X factor. I could make five threes in a finals game if I have to. Like, you know, you just never knew when a given night. He's so streaky. He could be a massive difference maker offensively. But the consistency wasn't there. And then the decision-making wasn't always there with the basketball. That's where they improved with Drew Holiday. And then Porzingis is just a massive upgrade over Robert Williams and Al Horford as a center position. So to answer your question, I don't think there's anything I need to see. I've said this, Chris. There's one vulnerability about this team, and that's nitpicking, if you want to be honest. But there is one thing that I look at sometimes when I watch them, and I think that they, they're how easy they hunt the early three-point shot. And they bail teams out a little bit by not having to guard them. 
they, they take more threes than any team in the league. And, look, they've got a lot of guys that can shoot the three, but they're so multidimensional. Their players are so multidimensional offensively. I think sometimes when they string together too many uh, in, in consecutive possessions or in, in a quarter, they take too many. You are doing defenses a favor at times than for not having to guard you off the dribble where they can get, I think, better threes or more on-balanced threes after the ball goes into the paint and then comes out. That's, a, that's about the only thing I can nitpick them about is that. Do they fall into a trap of just taking these quick, anybody have daylight, let it fly threes? And, and I think there are bad teams in the league that play that way. Celtics don't need to at times. That's the only thing, I think, that keeps them from just being the absolute prohibitive favorite to win the whole thing. In some people's mind, they might be anyway. You have uh, uh, Steph Curry being asked about retirement, LeBron James being asked about retirement during the All-Star break. Somebody has to be the new face of the NBA uh, going forward. What are the chances that person is Jason Tatum? Yeah, look, he said that. I know he just said that recently. And, and I don't know that Jason Tatum will be the face of the NBA. I think that requires something a little bit more from a personality standpoint and just it, it being more demonstrative. He's so stoic and laid back and, like, smooth. And he just lets his game do the talking. And it's interesting. Kevin Durant has been criticized for you know, leadership style. And that's really what he does. He shows up, plays. His approach is his leadership. This is what I do every day. I'm consistent. I love to play. I show up every, every game. I play hard. That's kind of what Jason Tatum does. And I think those guys that become the face of the league, it's a little bit more to it than that. So, look, I think he can improve. It's weird. He's going to do it in reverse. Like, Jokic and Giannis won MVPs first, two of them each, before they won a title. I feel like Tatum has to win a title first, and then he'll get more MVP respect next year. It's weird because I think he's been to four conference finals. I think people are just waiting now. Like, you've got to prove that you can get this thing across the finish line as their best player. And if you do that, then you'll convince us. And, and then next year, maybe, if you have another great year statistically and they're, they're the top or at the top of the East, he's got a better chance of winning the MVP. Because I don't know right now that he probably would finish in the top three, even though he's the best player on the best team. Usually that goes hand-in-hand. You've got a great shot to win it. I think there are other guys that are going to get credit for it because I think Tatum's got too much help. I think that's what voters are going to think this time around. But once he gets this thing across the finish line, it might actually release that, and people might go ahead and give him the nod next year. But I don't, as far as the face of the league, I just don't know if that entire package is there from a personality standpoint that you need to become that. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin, Myron Metcalf in for Joe. Uh, the Bucks have provided the soap opera so far this season. What is your read here on the Bucks getting on track and kind of loading up as we gear toward the postseason? Yeah, there's a few things. First, okay, they hit rock bottom in that loss to Memphis before the break. That's a, that's just a game that you can't lose when you've got your entire team and they've got nobody in their top five, six players to play. You just can't lose that game, but they did. Rock bottom. I think it may be a good thing for them because I think everybody's got to look internally. Are they playing hard enough? They've got to increase defensively 10 15%. They've got to be better. And that, that some of that's just playing harder. Some of it will be Doc's impact, like just changing things up and how you want to cover um, different sets. What you how often you switch up defenses, matchups, rotations. That's Doc, and that's going to help their defense, and it needs to get better. That's their biggest issue, but it's not the only issue. I think the other thing that you know, people are wondering, like, what's wrong with Dame? Like, he's been good. He has not been sensational. He has not been maybe as promised. And I think part of it is because it's the first time in his career he's not the best player on a team. And I think it's, it's a weird feeling for him 
coming up the court when his entire life he's always known that he was the best option. And so there's just no thought process there. It's just go and attack, do what you want, everybody feed off of you. Well, now he's got this player next to him in Giannis, and it, it's a different vibe, a different feel. And I think Lillard probably thinking a little bit too much. There's also pressure for the first time. He's never been on a team that expected to win a championship. That They expect to win a championship this year when you pair those two guys together. So there's a lot there for Lillard. He's also got some off-the-court stuff he's been dealing with that's been well-documented. So there's a lot there for him. And the question is going to be, can he find the best version of himself offensively down the stretch? They're going to need it. And then can Doc clean up what they need to defensively? That's what I'm looking for out of the box. Lakers and the Warriors, it seems like they'll be completely different teams a year from now. Which team has the better foundation to build toward that future? Well, look, if, if LeBron and AD are staying there, and I think they will, I think LeBron will stay in L.A., I, I think you'd probably still say them. Um, because the Warriors, you know, everything is so predicated around their style and certain guys just fitting that style to a T. And if those guys were starting to have decline, and it's just it's it's irreversible decline. This isn't like a down year for Clay Thompson or or you know Draymond or Wiggins. Like it's it, this is kind of how it's going to go. And your whole system was predicated on those guys playing a certain way at a peak level. That's a tough thing to try to reinvent. Even as great as Curry is, that's just a hard thing because that's what they know. Uh, for the Lakers, you know LeBron and AD, they still control the game differently. It's it's with physical size, strength presence you know there's what they can do to, to just overwhelm individual matchups they can control pace of play it's, it's a different style and you can reinvent the role players around the stars and you're still going to be in the mix because those two guys haven't really dropped off very much but some of the guys that Steph has played with all these years have and I don't know if they're going to be able to, to regain that or, or, or find that again Whereas with the Lakers, their top two stars are fine. It, it's, it's, are they ever going to have like enough around them in a loaded West to make a legitimate run? Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst. He and I will be on the call Saturday night of the Knicks and the Celtics. So I'm a Fritos guy. That would work well. And I normally would bring a 12-pack of beer, but let's be professionals here. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, yeah by professionals, you mean a case. Exactly. With that. That's fine. <laughs> I'm a pop. I'm a popcorn guy, so I'll, we'll we'll see. I'll go. Hey, by the way, just let's just, just get this straight up front too. Like I'm not a big beating guy, and like you know, get over there at five o'clock and hang around the court guy. You know what I mean? I just want to get in there, call the game. Hopefully, it's a great, entertaining game. The, the atmosphere should be awesome, and then we get in, we get out, man, and just go find the nearest watering hole. That's what it's all about. Let's see, you and I, it's it's we're, we're going to work well together. <laughs> <laughs> that's tim legler looking forward to it this weekend tim thanks you got it man anytime espn nba analyst it's carlin versus joe on espn radio and you heard legs mention it the bucks hitting rock bottom before the break was it i can't read this was it just what the doc ordered oh my god <laughs> oh my god Evan, what are you doing to me? I mean, you know I'm going to read it, but I don't have to read it. You don't have to put me in that. I, is it just what the doc ordered? Is that like Dr. Evil reading yeah. <laughs> I could have gone uh, with, hey, Milwaukee, what's up, doc? Oh, <laughs> Even worse.
<laughs> oh, my God. All of that is on the way after I have this from Indeed. And, yes, I, I am back to our friends at Indeed, and I know they are more than happy about that. It is the perfect time to gear up and connect the quality candidates. There's no better way to do that than through Indeed, the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct virtual interview video interviews, rather, right from your employer dashboard. Next to hassle, start hiring indeed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Right now, they're the Lakers at 30 and 26, sitting in the nine seed. Mm-hmm. And with the Lakers, we keep sitting here saying, don't worry, they made a second half push last year. They'll probably do it again. The Bucks are 35 and 21. They have the seventh best winning percentage in the NBA. Is there cause for concern? Yeah, because I think we all thought it would look a lot better early, but there's still plenty of time to get this right. I'm not going to push the panic button in Milwaukee just yet. I'm going to give them time to see if they can figure this out. Well, there's certainly time to figure out for the Milwaukee Bucks. The problem is it's the way in which they have looked bad. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Uh, Myron Metcalf in for Joe today has got some TV responsibilities. And, and Myron, this is what's interesting to me about the Bucks. I think we all feel this way because you went out, you got uh, Giannis, a bona fide superstar, and Dame Lillard to go with him. And then all of a sudden you think, well, this team's going to be unstoppable in every way. What you find out is, defensively, they took a major hit 
because he is nowhere near the defensive player that Drew Holiday was, and Dame has not exactly played up to his standards yet. So when you have all that, and then, by the way, you throw in all of the drama around firing the head coach not a half a season into his tenure, well, you're going to get all of this concern even when your record is not in the tank completely. Yeah, it's all justifiable. I mean, it's chaos, right? And it's an unfamiliar landscape for Giannis and everybody who's been a part of that organization. Bud is going. You bring in Adrian Griffin. He doesn't last. You bring in Doc Rivers. That's a bunch of changes. I mean, that's that's three coaches in about a six-month stretch for that organization, right? Then you bring in Dame. As great as Dame is, it still was going to take time for him and Giannis to click. And I think they're still going through that process as Damian Lillard tries to figure out his role with this organization. I just think sometimes a trade like this happens, Chris, and we assume you just add water, right? Instant mm. rice. Everything's going to come together. But that's not how it plays out. And I think the Bucks are going through those growing pains right now. And here's the thing. Everyone's saying they got time. I don't know how much time to have. If the Knicks figure it out and they keep playing the way they're playing, they get healthy, that's a team you're going to have to deal with. Jimmy Butler in Miami is a guy who's hurt you in the playoffs, but you may end up seeing. You have a Cleveland team that no one's talking about, but they've been the hottest team in the NBA since January 1st. And oh, by the way, there's that Boston Celtics team that maybe nobody will beat the rest of the way when it comes to the playoffs. So I don't know how much time the Bucs actually have to get it together if the goal is to win an NBA title. Well, this is an interesting take from Vincent Goodwill, uh, Yahoo Sports senior NBA writer who was on with Freddie and Harry this week. And it wasn't necessarily about the pressure being on Giannis, but maybe on Dame. Whether Giannis fails or succeeds, he can miss all the free throws. He's still going to want the ball. He's still going to try to make all the big plays. He's a champion. He doesn't have, I won't say anything to lose, but Dame is the guy that's come to the franchise that has won something and yet Dame hasn't. So if Milwaukee fails, we're going to be looking at two people. We're going to be looking at Doc Rivers because he's missed 3-1, 3-1, and we're going to be looking at Dame because he's never won anything, and we've always said, wait till Dame gets a team around him. Dame doesn't have the team Steph Curry does. Well, now he kind of does, and now it'll be on him. I, I don't know if it's going to be on him that quickly, Myron. There, Dame has had too many admirers for too long for how long he stuck it out in Portland and how great he was there, I think it would take another year of disappointment for that to be the case. I I do believe Dame will get cut some slack if things don't exactly work out in year one, but then it all depends on how Giannis approaches it after that, whether or not he's going to want to stay there long-term is as absurd as it is that we would suggest that a year after he signed a contract. Yeah, no, I think that's the real pressure on Dame. He's the most pivotal player in Giannis's future, right? We yeah. know that a superstar can get out of a deal and can do whatever they want to do. I know he just signed a Supermax. That's great for Milwaukee, where I'm from. But listen, Kevin Durant had three years left on a max deal, and now he's in Phoenix. So Dame is the key piece, I think, to convince Giannis that he can win another championship, which is the only thing he cares about. Giannis is going to get a lot of the blame. Doc Rivers, I even think, will get cut some slack because he was a midseason addition, right? It's not like he started the year with this group and was leading them. The one constant on this team is the former MVP, is a guy who has been talking about championships from day one. He won one, but now can you do it again? So I think Giannis is actually going to take all this pressure, even though he is statistically having maybe his best season, and no one will care if they fall short in the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to ease up on Doc, though. 
I mean, given what that's Doc's fair. That's history fair. is, just based on what his history is of all yeah. the 3-1 leads and all that stuff, I don't know if they'll ease up on him just because he came in midseason. For Doc, I think this looks ex- exceptionally bad if it falls apart because yeah. you not only came in midseason, you took the job, but there's a perception that maybe you, you know, helped kind of force your way into the situation. Yeah, the Adrian Griffin stuff kind of being his consultant and showing up. I mean, that that that's not a good look. I mean, if you look at Doc Rivers' career, you will not find another coach who has done less with more Hall of Famers. If you look at all the guys he's had an opportunity to coach, yes, there's one championship in Boston, but with the number of future Hall of Famers he's had, what has he actually earned? So I think that's always going to be there with Doc, a guy who always has a chance to win another title, hasn't been able to do it. Uh, And this team defensively has improved since he's arrived, but offensively they're way worse. So can you make them a more balanced team in the weeks ahead? It's Carlin versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes, at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Everyone's talking about the college football playoff potentially being expanded even further. But there's another college football story that you've got to hear. It's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. It is finally back. Everybody has been waiting for it forever, and it is finally back. It is EA Sports College Football 25 and players from all 134 FBS teams can opt in to be a part of it uh, beginning today. Now, remember Ed O'Bannon starting this all uh, years and years ago with yeah. fighting for uh, being able to cash in on your name, image, and likeness for video games, for things like this, Myron. We have finally reached the day. Has it all been worth it in every single way, Myron? An incredible victory for people everywhere, right? 
Yeah, not for the NCAA. I mean, you think about all the money they spent to, to fight what, what ultimately has come down to a couple hundred dollars that are being offered to players. Now, obviously, NIL money is much greater than that and uh, more complicated than that. But, I mean, this is what they were battling. And now the NCAA could go away in the years ahead as a result of kind of deciding to fight this. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me because we could have solved this a long time ago. I'm glad the game is back. 600 bucks isn't enough money, but it's not going to matter because the people who play that game, they're not going to care if these players opt in or not. They'll create the player they want, and they'll just move forward with the game that way. Yeah. Every player who opts in will receive $600 because it's $600.01. You immediately start getting taxed and a free copy of the game. <laughs> That's what we were fighting for. Oh, my God. Millions of dollars. Listen, I, I get it. And 600 bucks to a college kid, you know, to a guy who's not getting NIL money. That's awesome. I would have killed to have an extra 600 bucks in my bank account when I was in no. college. There's no doubt. That's great. What I do wonder is, like, how is this going to play out here when you've got superstars in college that want more money than 600 bucks and don't care if they're getting taxed for you to use their name, image, and likeness? Or are they just going to go back with those players to not even bothering? You know, to just, yeah. this is what the number is, and oh my God, this guy's got a, unbelievable abilities. Like, if, if, if for whatever reason, uh, Caleb Williams was going back and they wanted yeah. him in the game, but he said, you know what? You're going to have to give me a million dollars to get my name, image, and likeness in there. Like, what is that going to mean for that guy? Unfortunately, I don't think the players have a lot of leverage. It's different at the either. pro level. Yeah. You know, the, the problem is when the game went away, this culture was started where, like, you have people who create rosters every single year from scratch from the old, the, the most recent game, right? Yep. They would just do the same thing here. So if a Caleb Williams is like, hey, you owe me a million dollars, I'm not going to be in the game. They'll just put his number with a USC jersey yep. and you'll be able to play as him. So, so that's going to be the challenges. I think there will be multiple players who are like, I want no part of this. That's not enough money. And I think EA Sports will say, we don't care. But, but let's also be clear. $600 per player. EA Sports, Chris, is worth $38 billion. So I can understand <laughs> thinking that maybe that they're uh, not giving you all that you're worth. Yeah, listen, I, I don't expect them to have any kind of leverage either. It's just, it, it, it's going to be funny to me if you've got the long snapper from, you know, Georgia Southern, but yeah. you can't get Caleb Williams or whoever, you know, whoever yeah. you're looking at it is an amazing player. Uh, that's going to yeah. be funny. Yeah. That's going to be funny. Yeah. I, it could happen, too. Oh, there's no doubt. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Remember Big Dom? Big Dom yeah. was the guy who was the security guard for the Philadelphia Eagles who got suspended after he made contact with Dre Greenlaw in the game between the Eagles and the 49ers during the regular season. So there's a story out, and it comes from Derek Gunn. Derek Gunn is a longtime Eagles reporter. And trust me when I tell you, having worked in that town, if D. Gunn says it, it's fact. You can put it in okay. ink. 
you can put it on the two on the you know on the stones and chisel it in there. It absolutely happened. So this is the story from Derek Gunn. The banishment of Eagle Security Chief Dom DeSandro from the sidelines after he made contact with Dre Greenlaw against the 49ers threw Coach Nick Sirianni off balance. Gunn posted on Twitter that Big Dom controls Sirianni's emotions on the sideline and that in his absence... Nick gets into numerous arguments with players and coaches during the game. So his job is not just to protect him from outside people or not to run on the field. No, no, no. His bigger job is to help control his emotions and take him out of bad situations. I mean, dear God, (laughs) if that is the case, I mean, why does Nick Sirianni still have the job? If you can't handle your emotions in that spot and it's up to the security guy to do it. Well, why does it feel like this would only happen to the Eagles? Right? Like this feels like a story <laughs> that could only involve the Eagles. My goodness. I guess I'm, nothing surprises me right now with that organization. But the idea that he needed Big Dom to stay in control. I mean, that is fascinating. What's more fascinating is that someone thought it was important enough to leak this to to yeah. to put give this to a reporter to say hey we got a lot of things going on but this is another one of the issues i feel like Sirianni's in this situation that we've seen before more and more things come out about the challenges in that organization and then he goes into next season facing a whole lot of pressure to make sure he can get this thing back on the right track well you and i both know one thing okay when things leak like this you immediately have to think about Who does this leak benefit? (laughs) You immediately think about that. So who does that leak benefit? Well, that benefits anybody that doesn't necessarily believe that Nick Sirianni is the long-term answer at coach for this organization, which, again, would lead me back to this. Like, you would think that that's not coming from anyone in power, in in true power, in decision-making power, because – if that's coming from Jeff Lurie, if that's coming from Howie Roseman, like how does that help them in yeah. not saying that we have moved on from the coach, right? Like yeah. you're you're staying with the coach. And whether or not you want to get rid of him next year, you want to set him up to fail that quickly? I don't think you want to do that. No, but it, it's another thing that lays the foundation for a midseason move if you end up taking that route, right? It, it, it to me – it it makes him look silly. Yeah. Right? Like, it does. like that this guy was it important. It makes him look like a child. 100 percent yep. This was guy was important to how you coached and how you handled yourself on the sideline. That feels like the kind of leak where you have someone in that organization saying, We're not gonna fire him this offseason. But we get to week seven, week eight, and this stuff isn't cleaned up. That might be it. Yeah. It's it's another way to go about it. Setting him up that way, I get it. I just, man, that feels like sabotage before it even gets started for the season. Like, that feels like somebody who really doesn't like him getting that out there. And, look, I I don't believe there's – I absolutely 100% believe that story. But when you watch Sirianni on the sideline, he acts like a child. Like, he he does (laughs) do the whole front-running bit where he will start – 
pointing and screaming at the other team and doing stupid stuff like that and running his mouth and, you know, looking into the camera and shaking his head. And it's, listen, it's entertaining, but at the same time, at least act like you're in control of the situation. And that's why it's very difficult for me to buy into a coach who looks like a front runner. And that's what Nick yeah. Sirianni has looked like, a front runner. Yeah, and I think there's an important piece to, to this story, right, that I don't think we've talked enough about. They're saying that Big Dom is the guy who stopped him from getting in arguments with players and coaches during games. Yeah. Not in the locker room after the game, not in practice, during actual games. So that to me feels like there's someone out there saying, listen, this is a bigger issue than what anybody realizes. This is a guy who's having problems relating to everybody around him. And unless there's a dramatic change, guys in that position usually don't stick around long. I'll tell you what. If I'm a player going into next year, like I, it feels to me like we're dead before we even get started. Yeah, That's yeah. what it feels like to me. I mean, for certainly for Sirianni, it's got to feel that way. Somebody's making yeah. sure to get that out there. But if I'm a player on that team going into next year, what about that? head coach would inspire leadership to me yeah nothing not a no, thing no but we saw that down the second half of the season we, we saw a team that decided they weren't playing for their coach anymore we, we saw a team where you had a bunch of individuals and everybody didn't know how to handle adversity that starts with the coach so i i think we got to go back to week eight or nine if sirianni eventually gets fired that was the beginning and now this offseason maybe people are starting to say there's a bigger issue than maybe folks realized. I'll tell you, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me as to why they would not have just gone ahead and made a change unless they're, yeah. they're going to let it fall off a little bit more and then they can use him as the scapegoat and assign the blame. That certainly yep. is a way to go about it, and we've seen it done before for sure. Definitely. Wouldn't be the first time. No, definitely not. Appreciate you sipping in, uh, sitting in today for a little bit for uh, Joseph while he's away, Myron. Great stuff. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, he will be back tomorrow, uh, Mr. Fortenbaugh, that is. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So much more on the NBA. Second half starts tonight. for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.